Bohemian Football Club was founded on the 6th of September 1890, a combined assortment of student footballers from Bell's Academy Civil Service College and the Hibernian Military School met at the North Strand entrance to the Phoenix Park. This is the story of Bohemian Football Club, the road to redemption. took a while for the club to find their home ground, spending many years in the Phoenix Park, then relocating to Jones's Road before moving to Whitehall in 1895. It was not until 1901 that the club moved to their eventual home of Dalyman Park in Phibsborough. All this wandering and relocating gave the club the nickname the Gypsies and led to the club's title name, Bohemian FC. Fast forward to a century later, 2006 to be exact, and Danager Property Company had made an offer to buy Dalyman Stadium in a deal worth 65 million. As part of the deal, a new 10,000-seater stadium would be built for the club near Dublin Airport. However, Albion Limited, another property company, were to claim that Bohemian FC had already agreed to sell the tramway section of Dalyman Stadium to the company. 2008 was a stressful year for the club off the pitch, with an ensuing court case with Albion Limited over the alleged deal. It resulted in the judge ruling in favour of Albion Limited. The court ruling made the deal with Danninger Limited all but collapse and scuppered Bohemian FC's hopes of a 10,000-seater stadium and much-needed revenue. However, it was a fruitful year for the club on the pitch. 2008 saw Bohemian Football Club win both the League of Ireland and FAI Cup. The following year spelled hardship, though, for Bohemian FC, trying to stabilise the club's finances and ensure a stable future for the proud Dublin club. Fast forward to November 2015, however, and Bohemian FC finalised a 3.5 million deal with Dublin City Council to purchase Dalyman Stadium. Deal would see Dublin City Council purchase the stadium in a move unanimously supported by the boards of Bohemian FC and Dublin City Council. The result? A more secure future for the club and their fans. Well, I think as a soccer fan, not so much as a Bohemians fan, I think as a soccer fan it was important that... Um, Daily Mount Park because it is the home of Irish football. You're not just for Bohemians. It's it's uh, so historic. The history here is unbelievable, and it was really really important that something was done to try and preserve Daily Mount Park. As I say, not just from a Bohemian's point of view, but for Irish soccer. There was no uh, there was no prospect of um, getting out of uh, debt. Uh, there was no no way of no way of saying in, in Daily Mount. I didn't think so anyway now, but now it things things are a lot a lot better. Things didn't look great back then, all right, there's no doubt about that. But you know, at least we still had the asset, so we had something over our heads. It was a question of what would happen with Zurich. Uh, luckily enough the board were very proactive. Uh, they got all the local uh, politicians on board and uh, with a concerted effort we, we managed to uh, come to a good conclusion. Uh, I was worried, anxious. Club's gone downhill and in the years and there's always the worry that we lose the ground and we might go but uh, I'm more confident now we've a great manager a great team players who want to play for the club that aren't necessarily always getting paid and the security knowing that the money is going back into Daily Mount and we won't lose the home. Um, it was really worrying times because uh, we've been in Daily Mount for you know since we've really been began so to get the deal over the line is, is fantastic because we didn't really know where we were going to end up. You know, there was talk of moving out to Harristown and I don't think any Bose fan really wanted to, to, to leave Daily Mount. So to get a revamped stadium, you know, 
by the year 2021, I think they're talking about is just fantastic. If you talk to any Bowers man, or any, we thought our club, because of the financial situation caused by the Albion deal that went on, we thought our club was in danger of going by the wayside. But now since the, the county council came in and you talked to the, the local um, we say, or the people involved in the club, we realise that we're part of the community, we want to remain part of the community. It's somewhere we come every Friday night or every second Friday night. It's something that we all well believe in and we want to keep it going. So when there was a... It, we want to stay here in Daly Mount Park. We're part of Dublin and we want to remain part of Dublin. Uh, Matt Devaney, uh, club president. At the start of this season, the club was under financial pressure and the stadium was not so certain. How did you feel back then? Well, it goes further back than, than the start of this season. It's gone back a couple of years now. Obviously, we've had a, a crippling bank debt for, for many years now, and it was put on the long finger for many years, and it had to be addressed. So a couple of years ago, we started looking at the options. And to be honest, the, the dream was to stay here. I don't think anyone ever envisaged that it, that it would happen. But we looked into it. We, we engaged with all the stakeholders, the local residents, Dublin City Council, and the FEI. And, and, and between everyone, we, we came up with a solution that not only means Bowes can stay here, but the ground's getting redeveloped and, and Bowes will emerge from it relatively debt-free. What was the darkest day? darkest day was probably back in 2011 when the bank issued us with a winding-up order and we're pretty much we were gone in, in a few days. Um, and, and through frantic phone calls and, and ringing people, we managed to get a, a few quid together to pacify them that bought us a bit of breathing space that allowed us to uh, kind of explore other options. What made the difference for you pulling through? Ah, it's, a, it's seismic. I don't, I don't think you can even kind of quantify the difference of it. Like the last few years, we've totally been in limbo. I think there's, there's been a bit of real downer in the club. Um, we produce good players; they get sold on. We can't afford to pay them. Um, there's the, the, a level of uncertainty over the last few years. Had, had people on edge. People genuinely thought we were going to lose this ground and, and, and possibly the club. So to have that sorted, to have that secure. And to, to, to be able to have a platform now to kick on is, is absolutely great, you know. Where did the genesis of the solution come from? Was it, a, you know, your pushing and suggestion or did they come to you? No, well, to be honest, we, um, when, when the banks really started putting the pressure on saying, we're going to wind you up, you have to do something here. And we, we looked at three options, basically. We said, OK, we'll, we'll try and sell the ground, maximise, see how much we can get. But we owed so much, and, and and the debt was at the time of the crash, so we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have been left with anything after selling the grounds. Um, and then what we were really thinking was maybe a, a joint municipal stadium in the Greenfield side out in Ballymun or Tony Kearney. We had those kind of explorative discussions with the council. And then as an afterthought, we said, well, what's the chance of staying in Daily Mount? And then the more people we talked to, the more people wanted it, and not just those people, but the FAI, Dublin City Council, local politicians, and the local residents were key as well. So. It turns out everybody wanted to stay here and then we just had to, to find a way how to make that happen. This is the home of Irish soccer. Staying here was the solution in the end and you just mentioned alternatives but you got the one that has the fans happy, football in Ireland happy. There's awards given out tonight for our players of the year but a hell of a lot of work was done this season in securing all of this. Oh, absolutely, it was a it was a it was a mammoth effort by the people involved. And I don't I don't know if everyone realizes like the, the the board here and the subcommittees we're all volunteers. We've all full time jobs outside this, so you're juggling that. And this ground deal was a full time job on, on the people who were involved in on, on top of what they already do. So I, I don't think you can can discount the level of effort that people have put in here to make this happen. And and it's great and, and it's great that players get awarded here tonight. And but at the end of the day, players are transient. Players come and go. This club is built on the fans and the history and the people involved. And we've secured the club. For those people. 
a unanimous decision by the city councillors when it went to a vote, I believe. Yeah, and as I understand, obviously we have a few friends on the council. I understand that that just doesn't happen. Obviously, there's there's vested interest for 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 anything that goes to the council. But this this award was 62 councillors to, to zero, so it was unheard of apparently. And again, that just didn't happen. That because we we lobbied, we talked to all various councils, we talked to the residents. So the councillors knew everyone was in favour of it and, and didn't want to vote against it. Talking to the fans outside, some are, well, they all like the decision, but they're not so certain that it'll actually see the light of day. Is there is ink dried on the contracts and things? It'll be next week. OK. Next week, yeah. OK. No, it's 100% going to happen. Obviously, we voted at our EGM on the 7th of July. Well, obviously, things take time, legals and agreements and, and, and licences and, and stuff like that. So we've been working on that for the last few months, but we're practically there now. It and doesn't need Shelburne involvement, does no, it? No, And uh, the future then, once that's in place uh, for the club, this season's football was good on the pitch, so... Yeah, it was a great season this year. Um, I think it was exceeded all expectations, and all credit to Graham and, and Keith and, and the backroom staff. Next season we, we can really kick on. Uh, what this board—it's a very small group of, of people on the board and, and volunteers—and for the last few years we've been firefighting to stay alive, firefighting to get this deal together. We'll be free of all that now, so all that energy and resources we put into that can be directed at marketing, commercial, growing this football club, and that's what we're going to do over the next few years. So, club president Matt Devaney talking there about how the deal was structured. In a year when the club secured its future, it was no surprise Bowes finished the league season 13 points better off than the season before when Owen Heary departed as manager. A new Bowes manager was found in the shape of Keith Long. Fans weren't too sure about the choice of new manager at the start, but as the season progressed, he won over the hearts of the Bohemian faithful. We asked Keith Long, now that the club has secured the future of Dalem at Stadium, Will it be easier to attract new players to the club? Well, it would have been uh, easier to attract them if we got European football, that's for sure. But listen, um, you know, Bose is a big club, uh, has a big name, a big tradition, so a lot of players would, would, would see this as, a, as, as potentially a good place to, to play their football. Um, we have to be um, very careful. Our budget still will be, we'll be working within uh, quite restrictive budget uh, restraints throughout the year, I'm sure. So um, we, we know we can't be foolhardy. We can't throw money at, at players. We'll try and we'll try and add to the squad wisely if we can. Um, you know, like I said, bring in a little bit of quality and, and to, to, to make us better, to improve on this year if we possibly can. Uh, this is a fan-owned club. Um, they're proud of their club. They're proud of their players that represent the jersey. And once you give 100%, they'll get behind you. Sometimes a lack of quality, um, but what they won't forgive is a fella shirking a tackle, um, you know, not trying to get on the ball, and um, you know, fellas going hiding, you know, they won't, they won't forgive that. Um, they might, like I say, forgive a lack of quality, a straight pass here or there. But once you see you trying, they'll get behind you. And I think our supporters have been magnificent tonight, not only uh, tonight but throughout the season. Quick question about the earlier part of the season where the club and the stadium and there was financial difficulties. Does that have any pressure? bearing through to the to the dressing room and onto the pitch? Uh, pressure to the players? Yeah. No, absolutely not. The players um the players obviously want the club to grow and improve and, and, and the announcement of the of, of the potentially uh, the, uh, the new stadium build it, it's exciting times here at Bohemians. Um, that's obviously providing everything um you know comes through the way it's uh, it, it's uh, it's supposed to so um, you know, listen. The players enjoy playing for the club. Um, hopefully, they're part of something that's on the rise again. And uh, you know, we'll see uh, how how developments, uh, you know, how things uh, pan out over the next while. And it makes it extra special that the Dublin City Council deal should happen on the 125th 
anniversary of Bohemians Football Club. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, there, it's been a good news story. You know, on and off the park this year, things have gone reasonably well. Obviously, the, to secure the, the, the future of Dalyman Park was uppermost. You know, with Bohemians as the anchor tenant, and um, you know, we hope that we can build on this year, and uh, which will be difficult in itself. You know, expectations now have been raised, and uh, our job now, listen, the season has just ended, so we need to uh, regroup, take a break, come back with fresh ideas, with a clear mind, and and, and try and improve uh, this group of players if we possibly can. Bohemian FC manager Keith Long talking to our pitch side reporter Brian Green. The fans are buoyant with the results on the pitch and eager to see the Daily Mount Stadium deal take hold. The deal received the unanimous support from Dublin City Council. The oldest football stadium in the country had been saved against all the odds and the future began to look brighter for Bowes. Christian Payton cut up with Deputy Lord Mayor and lifelong Bowes fan, Councillor Kieran Perry. Hi, I'm joined here today by uh, Councillor Kieran Perry to talk about the recent Daily Mount Park redevelopment deal. Kieran's obviously involved in the council and has been a lifelong Bowes fan, so thanks for joining me, Kieran. No problem at all. Thank you for the invitation. How, how long are you following Bowes? Oh, jeez. Too long to, re- to remember. Um, since I was a kid, my me, me dad would have been a big League of Ireland fan during the the boom period of League of Ireland in the 60s. Yeah, um, and then because we lived in the area, it was just natural sort of to follow bowls. And then, like the, you, you know, you would, you'd met some decent lads down in the bowls and all and just you end up following them and going, going, going down, you know, week after week. So it was a family thing? No, no, it wasn't because uh, my father wouldn't have been originally from here. My father would have been from the, the side of the devil. He would have been from uh, Tala. But he had an interest in League of Ireland, and then because we were living over here, they, they were the closest team boy, you know, and all the lads from school and all would be Bowes fans. Um, and just on the council deal, obviously it's great. What's your um, general feeling towards it? Like, are you happy with how everything panned out? I think it's absolutely fantastic. I, I think it's the absolute best of both worlds because what we have is, you know, a hugely valuable uh, sports facility resource in the area now under public ownership while we may quibble about how the council does its business and whether it's genuinely democratic aware of community needs and all we can quibble about that but i think it's fantastic because the alternative was to sell off the site to a private developer or even for the FAI to take over it and personally i wouldn't like to see the FAI taken over i think it's the best of both worlds we've managed to establish bows with, with hopefully a permanent base in the area where they're from where their support lies and we've also got public ownership of the facility which i again will be both fighting for and assuming i won't have to fight for that the community will have a much bigger input into both the redevelopment of daily mount and the facilities that we will hope will be installed there over the coming years just about the deal, it seemed like the the council are putting a big vibe on the um, community base around it. Do you, is the whole vibe within the council really positive towards this? The assistant manager in charge of this is by far the most community orientated official in Dublin City Council and has been for years, uh, Brendan Kenny. So I would have a lot of faith in Brendan. In general, the council doesn't respect community opinion community uh, involvement, community consultation. Um, any brief look at the 
city development plans or the local area plans and coincidentally there is a Fisborough local area plan process ongoing at the moment it's a, it's an uphill battle for residents it's even an uphill battle for the public reps that well those of us that have an interest in in development that type of thing um generally whether it's for historical reasons or just public service bureaucracy they don't really like the community interfering in their in what they consider their business. So it is an uphill battle, but at least we have some sort of recognised official role as public reps and even as the, uh, as a community with a public body, uh, as opposed if it had been a private developer. Yeah, just talking about the whole talk of having to sell off to a private developer. <clears throat> how did you feel like before this council came in and saved the day so much? Do you think it was looking very? Yeah, absolutely. Good? I thought I thought the whole decision was disastrous. Now again, like I'm not involved in Boas, so I I don't know the ins and outs as to why we would agree to go to St Margaret's. I thought it was a disastrous decision, even during the boom. Um, our fan base is in the immediate locality. League of Ireland football doesn't attract huge numbers of fans at the best of times. So how they proposed to attract us to leave a, a very well-serviced pub, uh, area with public transport, bikes, foot walking, to go to St. Margaret's just behind the airport. I, I, I don't know what the thinking behind that was. I, I can only assume it was the same stupidity that enveloped so many other developers at that time. So I, I thought it was a really bad decision at the time. Then subsequently, when we ended up in the trouble we were, I actually thought that the club could either go out of business as a worst-case scenario or drop down through the leagues and, as can be seen by the Shells and the others, like huge Dublin clubs who are having extreme difficulty regaining that foothold and that to me was a terrifying prospect to think of League of Ireland football in Dublin without Bohemians you know it, it, it would have been an absolute disaster yeah, brilliant. so onwards and upwards from here anyway absolutely I'm absolutely positive about both the, the potential and future of the club and much more importantly and I'm saying this as a lifelong Bowes fan much more importantly is the potential communal facilities in the area for the people of uh, of the of the general area from Cabra to Fisborough to Glasnevin right into the inner city I think it, it'll be if grasped correctly by Dublin City Council I think it's, it'll be a phenomenal opportunity to show community in action Deputy Lord Mayor and Bowes fan Councillor Kieran Perry Bohemian Football Club The Road to Redemption documentary was brought to you by producer Christian Payton narrator Stephen Kelly and sound supervision by Brian Green it's been a good news story you know on and off the park this year things have gone reasonably well obviously to secure the the, the future of Dalyman Park was uppermost you know with Bohemians as the anchor tenants over the last few years we've been firefighting to stay alive firefighting to get this deal together we'll be free of all that now so all that energy and resources we put into that they saved the stadium that is probably one of the most famous stadiums in the country so, I mean, to keep Daily Mount is big for us and to know that it will get developed then is only better for the future.